Today, we are excited to welcome college coach for neurodiverse learners and life coach Katie Chase to the podcast. She chats about her previous role as a school learning support specialist and what the ideal collaboration with outside professionals and parents is like. She also shares her idea about the core competencies of that partnership, and she also shares her next step as an independent consultant and how to best connect with her. If you are in search of an educational therapist who can partner and collaborate with your learner's school, don't hesitate to reach out to either one of our practices. Steph's practice is myedtherapist.com, and she is located in Redondo Beach in Manhattan Beach, California, and virtually everywhere. And you can sign up for a phone call on her website, or you can connect with my practice, which is capedtherapy.com, K-A-P-P, and we specialize in learners with ADHD and or executive functioning challenges, and you can sign up for a phone call on our website. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 277 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And you guys, she didn't take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I was so proud of myself, Katie. So lately, every time Steph introduces the episode, I go, as she's saying her name, I'm like taking a sip of water and I'm like, I'm not going to do it today because she keeps calling me out. (laughs) You guys, I have tears in my eyes. It's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. That's great. But if you're listening... Just know that like this has been an ongoing situation, and today is the day, you guys. I got it together. Back to the episode. So today we're welcoming Katie Chase of Katie Chase Consulting, who does college planning for neurodiverse learners and life coaching. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Stephanie Rachel. Thank you so much for having me today. I've been excited to have you on the podcast for a long time because you and I have collaborated professionally for years together. And before we sort of like jump into all of that, I would love it if you would explain for our audience who you are, what you do and who you do it for. So they know a little bit about you. Thank you, Rachel. Hi, everyone. My name is Katie Chase, and I'm so grateful to be here today. I've just been an advocate, an educator, a mentor, a researcher for students that I work with throughout the last 20 years as an independent educational consultant for college and graduate school, and most recently, a student life coach supporting students and emerging adults as they go through their own personal journey, transitioning from college to graduate school, and into their professional lives. My focus and my passion has been on neurodiverse learners. And what we mean by that today is those who think, dream, and do differently. We all have strengths and stretches, and we have this toolbox that we continually build and grow and add new tools to reach our academic goals, our social goals, healthy coping skills, and general life skills. As a learning specialist for more than 10 years and a consultant for 15 in neurodiversity, supporting the student's journey, it's my passion and watching them build confidence and empower themselves through each year and creating the desire, the desired outcomes that they want is a fulfilling 
experience to watch them grow into who they're meant to be. That's what we want for all the clients that we work with and everybody that is out there trying to do the best they can. So how do you and Rachel know each other? (laughs) That's a beautiful conversation. You answer, Katie. (laughs) That's a perfect start to this conversation. As a school learning specialist for the last 10 years, my role has been very specific in connecting with outside stakeholders. And what we mean by that is those who provide services and support to families and students for educational therapy, tutoring, therapy, speech and language, social skills. For all neurodiverse learners, the neuropsych testing is a special roadmap. And that roadmap tells us learning specialists, educational consultants, educational therapists, how to best support the student's well-being, and mental health while we're approaching the learning objectives. And so when we can understand that approach that it takes a team, the school, the outside support team, and the parents to really understand this child's profile and how to make movement forward. And what I talk about is growth. Every child has the right and deserves the opportunity to grow and to learn. And it's our job to reach them where they're at and to support them in building the skills and the tools that they need to learn how to use those skills and tools independently. So within a school structure, a school community, supporting faculty, engaging and providing direct support for the student, and also supporting parents and the outside educational professionals to ensure that we're all on the same page and that all the team players are focused on the well-being of the child so that the child can demonstrate growth. As a school learning specialist, Rachel reached out to me to introduce herself. And I invited her and we had coffee and really connected and had the same philosophy and passion as to why we chose to be in education, supporting students with learning differences and specifically ADHD and anxiety. And so for years, we've had a professional relationship supporting each other and really tackling on some of the biggest challenges that education faces today with social media, the pandemic, the wildfires, the flooding, just very consistently learning from each other and growing, really understanding how can we best support our students and their families. So one of the beautiful things about our relationship, Katie, is that our professional partnership has always been based off of collaboration and necessary communication. And I say necessary because I'll only reach out or you will only reach out when it's like imperative that the other one know something that's going on. Like we both have a good barometer for that. So in your role as a learning specialist at an independent school, what sort of collaboration do you like from educational therapists or outside professionals? What's most meaningful to you? Schools appreciate outside partnership with parents and educational therapists such as yourself so much so because a learning specialist can't do it all on their own within the structures of any school. And so when we talk about building a team And we all have a piece of this puzzle that we're working on, and that is to create a journey for this student 
to thrive, not just academically, but socially in the school environment. This is why and where my ability to reach out to parents and to the outside professional community on a need-to-know basis is so helpful because we can streamline the goals. We can streamline and talk about the progress and the successes and share data to help guide us what is working and not working from one semester to the next, from one school year to the next school year. As students grow and learn every day and some tools, some accommodations are more effective than others, having insight and observations from the teachers, from the classrooms that's shared directly to parents and the outside support systems is just one of the many reasons why we want to have collaboration and why schools always talk about collaboration and parent partnership is because it's directing that support towards the wellness of the student. When we're not working as a team and we're in silos, our work is so much more harder and complicated and we're not making movement forward and that doesn't feel good. Kids need to be celebrated and they need to be praised. They need to know that we are on their side. And so when kids know that we are a team and Miss Chase has your back and you have your ed therapist two nights a week, right? That is building their confidence and their sense of purpose. And it's just a beautiful relationship that can be wildly successful when a team is committed and in partnership. Give me an example of a student that might be working with an ed therapist and having a learning specialist at school. Like, Give us an example of that. What might we see? Well, oftentimes what I share with parents is, you know, we forget what it's like for a kid in a full school day. I'm a parent. Rachel's a parent. So I know I'm not a Miss Chase when I go home to my own kids. But when I'm here at a school and I see what our kids go through, through a full school day, it's exhausting. And so when we add on layers of neurodiversity and different temperaments and emotional dysregulation comes up throughout the day or within a certain situation or at peak times, maybe it's related to a certain subject or a certain task. Those patterns are really important for the team to identify, to share with parents so that we can strategize on both sides within the school and outside of the school within the home environment, which is just as important to have a thoughtful observation of what is the student experiencing and what tools do we have in place to provide relief, but at the same time, scaffolding in that support because school is still moving forward, right? We're getting prepared for the next grade level. So when I have a partnership and I can make that email or phone call to a therapist with a school counselor or to an ed therapist or to a tutor, that allows us to quickly communicate and come to a resolution together. Okay. So one of the things that I love about you is that sometimes I think the way your brain works, Katie, is like the way we write an episode. Like you're sitting and thinking about a topic and it turns into, these are my core beliefs about it. And one of the things that you talk about is the core competencies of the parent professional partnership. So what is that idea? and What are they? I'm a parent myself. And so being an educational professional and a parent, I, I, I have experience on both sides. 
and what I mean by that is if our mission, our goal is to support the student through the academic lens and the social emotional lens. As a parent, I could not do it with an outside support team and my kids' school. As an educational consultant, a learning specialist, it's the same recipe. I can't do my best work and be there for my students without the partnership, the connection, the trust with parents and the outside support team as we are working towards these goals, right? So when I talk about core competencies, it's the foundation that's needed to make progress. So when you're on a team and you're collaborating, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of ideas. We're all here for the same goal, the wellness of the child. And there's a lot of emotion sometimes. And so when we can respect where everybody's coming from and what role everybody has with active listening and clarity and intention, it's amazing how far we can come together as a group, even if we are not always going to see eye to eye on what is the best intervention or the best treatment. Even if we have to have what I call courageous conversations, especially for how much research is out there today about mental health and what students need. As a learning specialist within a school, my role is very specific. As a consultant outside of a school community, my role is very specific. As a parent, my role is very specific. When we start talking about the context into which we operate our lives in, we all come in with a specific perspective and a skill set. And so it can be a beautiful experience to have a robust team and watch all of the pieces work and operate together. And that's where you can see the success within the student to um, achieve their academic goals and have some celebration socially as they are building their self-advocacy skills and learning how to connect during group work and having shared responsibilities. You know, oftentimes parents need to hear the same message over and over because as parents, we're learning with our kids. There's no manual with our kids. And oftentimes if we have ADHD or anxiety, our children do, we have it too. So oftentimes when I'm coaching and connecting with parents, I'm having to share with them what is a learning profile and what does this mean in the school setting in today's times? Because 30 years ago when the parent was in school, it was a very shaming different experience. So when I say and talk about parent partnership and collaboration, you know, this is an intimate journey with a family. This is, and this is for the long haul, you know, schools want to be there to support students and they have their systems and their structures in place. And every school has their own mission and their own identity as to how they want to best support and address learning services. So schools come with a variety of different programs and options. Some schools have one learning specialist, some have a team, some have different divisions. And so there's a lot to choose from. And likewise in college, which we can get to later. But when we start talking about parent partnership in professionals, this is, again, setting the foundation of how we are supporting the student and carving out that path, using the assessment as a roadmap as to how we can best support them. So Katie, as you are 
transitioning out of an independent school and into doing your consulting and college planning for neurodiverse learners more full-time going forward. Will you just tell us a little bit about what that is and what parents would come to you? Why do they need you? Thank you for asking. The college process is its own beast, as we all know. When we add in the level of neurodiversity, there becomes an exciting process, but also an unknown process for many families because they've been working so hard in middle school and high school to prepare them for this grand moment. But then they realize, oh, the support my student needs at this time, what is that going to look like in college? So my approach, my philosophy to the college process is, again, meeting the students where they're at and walking them through and the family through the process of what skills are expected and needed in college, but how are we going to grow one's toolbox to reach those goals for college readiness? And so when we talk about the academic skills, the social skills, the healthy coping skills and life skills, and preparing a student for the college level, I want it to be an exciting time. So what I bring to the process is understanding how college is structured differently from K through 12 education and looking at their learning profile currently, what is working, but also where the areas that we need to continue to work on as we're preparing for this transition. For a student to be able to identify and talk about and understand their learning profile and how it plays a role in their academic and in their social emotional lives is really critical to their success in college. Even as a learning specialist within a school, I start talking to my high schoolers very explicitly about their learning profile and what this looks like in the classroom as they're the ones who are in charge of using their accommodations and asking for help and understanding what methods work for them best. And so by the time students are in 10th, 11th grade, we're really putting, you know, the training boots on them on how to become, you know, college students and and what is going to be not just the expectation because they're still growing and learning these skills in college. We want to set students up for success before they enter into college because the retention rate for students is concerning for a lot of parents. And so when I mentor students through the college process, it's really a journey in knowing how to identify your learning profile and what are the type of accommodations or modifications or resources a student will need in college to really take advantage of all the opportunities and to continue to learn and grow. So typically they start coming to you at what grade level? Uh, I would say that, you know, there's a wide range, but most families begin the process in sophomore year as they are considering standardized testing, as they begin their visits to college campuses and start having conversations about classes that they're going to be taking in sophomore, junior, and senior year because there is a specific track depending on your major, depending on the colleges that are on your list. And so we have to be mindful of how those factors play a decision for a neurodiverse profile. And then do you continue working with them 
through the first semester of college or up until they leave? For students and families, they're all in the process at a different time. They may just want support with writing, or they may just want support with their college list to make sure that it has a comprehensive program like the SALT program at the University of Arizona, for example. And in other situations, a family may say, we need you for the next few years because it's not just college planning and admissions, but I would like you to have meetings and connect with, you know, with my child the first year of college. So it goes back to the individual learning profile and what the needs are and what is the family committed to. And, you know, growth is a process where we take a few steps forward and a few steps backwards and we have to pivot to the side. And same thing with our learning profile. There are times when students are confident with their toolbox. And then there are times where we have to reassess the toolbox and find out, okay, we're facing a challenge right now. Chemistry in sophomore year is very challenging for most 10th graders, especially with a neurodiverse profile. And so, As students are, again, building their toolbox, we are leading them towards college and professional graduate school at some point. So it all ties in together and it is a journey and every piece is linked to each other. So this is why when we build healthy habits and parent partnerships and professional partnerships, we're also demonstrating to our own children, this is how we want to connect and communicate right? With the people that are going to support you and mentor you throughout your life. So my hope and my plan is, is that students continue to facilitate, you know, these relationships and use the college process as a learning opportunity to, you know, live and lead an authentic life and really understand that there are so many choices in college. There are incredible student center programs and services that I'm sure any independent school would agree with me that the support in college is above and beyond what many high school students have access to. So part of the journey is really education and research, knowing what are the supports and accommodations in higher education so that a student can continue on their path. What is the best way for our audience to connect with you, Katie? Oh, thank you. You can go to my website, Katie with a C, katiechase.com. I have articles and uh, you can book a discovery call. My phone number and email are there. Please reach out anytime if you have any questions. Yay. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And will you do our signature sign off, which is have a great week, Smarties? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week. Have a great week. 